Welcome to Watchmen Minute, where we're discussing the 2009 Zack Snyder film, Watchmen, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from the upcoming 2019 Almost Famous Minute. I'm Travis Bowe from the Real Comic Heroes podcast. And I'm Pete the Retailer. Hey Pete, great to have you back. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Well, I'm stuck here on Mars. That's the... <laughs> I need a ride. We're going to have to transport you away yeah. at the end of this. I just realized that you're gonna. You're, are you just following Billy Crudup around? Is that what's going on? That you're doing almost famous? <laughs> yeah, right. That's that's for me. Yep. Do like Mononoke minute next? I guess somebody else is handling that. But and mm. and and I actually saw him even before Almost Famous Minute, and I didn't realize it until probably after we started recording <laughs> this that oh it was him right <laughs> um uh back way back in Sleepers. Wow. I saw that in the theater. Wow. I remember seeing that. And <laughs> I've I've never seen that. I don't know. Um, yep. Well, that could be. I think that's a disturbing movie. That's a that's a uh, movies by minutes thing that I don't. I think people are doing you know franchises, but I I I feel like following one actor or one director is a thing that yeah. that people need to do more of. Yeah, the, the biggest one for that is Wilder Man. Yeah, Wild, uh, Wilder yeah, Ride. Wilder Ride. Yeah, let's get more of those. I don't know who. I don't have good yeah. suggestions. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Ex- oh man, that's a <laughs> Cage minute. Dirt. There's got to be some, there's some, I don't know. I'll work on it. Who's got, well. In the nick of time. You're getting closer. It's somewhere in there. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Looking forward to more, more uh, creative twists on the format. Well, my, uh, the, the cut up run for me will, will, will probably be ending there. <laughs> as I, as I, I think I told you in our green room. Don't speak too soon. But, yeah, you never know. Yeah. Plans can change. Um, but. This is Minute 150 here on Friday, last day of the week, uh, with Peter, Pete. And it starts with John telling Lori about his perspective and ends with Sally telling Lori to get in the car again. (laughs) I feel like we've been here before. (laughs) Um, Yeah, kind of, you know, it's tough to, we were kind of talking about this a little bit yesterday with with the comic, that it's, in a comic you can just kind of go transition between time frames timelines relatively easier than in a movie mm-hmm. i think in a movie you have to have some you know, a little bit of a little bit more kind of information to the audience mm-hmm. because yeah something has to take you back into the like if you, into a flashback yeah cuz like in a comic if you don't get it you can just be like wait what and you can back up and re- reread <laughs> it or something but as the movie if you yeah. if you don't get it you're you're gone you missed a couple of minutes there yeah so there's no there's no rewinding in the theater right. at least mm-hmm. right. that's for sure yeah. Um, yeah. The the books kind of have it easy when you can keep the current conversation, you know, speech bubbles over an image, you know, from right from earlier in the story or, or something in the past. Yeah, something to link you to the present, but visually show you what happened before. Right. Yeah. And then so the movie you have to have this kind of like very this kind of swell, this this kind of, yeah. you know, oh, we're going into a flashback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is fine. Again, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with most of the... The alteration is made for the sake of narrative movie making. It's totally allow- allowable. <laughs> I, <I've, laughs> I deem this allowable. <laughs> Sanctioned. Um, I like uh, her response to 
him saying you shut out what you're afraid of and her just saying I'm not afraid just all I hear in my head when she says this <laughs> is you will be <laughs> like every time just that's you think John and Yoda I can't picture that like as much as you know Yoda spends a lot of time hanging out with glowing blue people who were once right. human uh, yeah. I can't I, I I don't know. I don't think they would have time for each other for some reason. Like, it seems like they, <laughs> on the one hand, it's like, yeah, they'd probably get along. No, wait. Now that I think about it, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. When, you know, like, because Yoda's very kind of mystical, just talking about the nature of the universe, where it's uh, almost like on the other end of the spectrum than John is just talking about the actual, like, structure of the universe. <laughs> not, He's not worried about why. He's worried about the how. Yoda's yeah. very much about the kind of why and the the kind of you know the spiritual element of it which john seems to have totally forsaken at this point hmm. I, i'd still like to watch that sure uh, that interaction go down i i think that uh i think yoda could stump uh dr manhattan like <laughs> give him some kind of weird little little saying and and manhattan just have no response for it. right you just have to go deep in thought for a while <laughs> I'm just on a Python click. What do you call it? Phase. Phase. Just I mean, this week with uh, <laughs> this dating this this recording, but uh, of uh, Mark Maron's WTF having John Cleese and Eric Idle on these two mm. episodes this week. But but uh, I just think of answer me these questions three right. <laughs> for Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to riddle him away. Yeah, well, I do like that. It obviously it wouldn't be a a battle or anything. It's not like no. You know, it's not. It's not Doctor Manhattan versus Yoda. It's like yeah, Doctor Manhattan and Yoda, and there. An evening with right. Yeah, hmm. you need to hear that like a audio drama kind of. <laughs> well, now it's turning in, in my head. Now it's turning into like a. It's like a two man show. Now it's like a stage play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where it's just yeah, kind of you know. Uh... Waiting for Yoda. There you go. And it's just the two of them hanging out and talking. You get two, you know, some big kind of name staged actors or name actors doing stage stuff. I want to say, cause only because he was in the radio drama, I want to say John Lithgow is Yoda. <laughs> and uh, I don't know who you would, who you would get to do a, a good kind of solid stage Dr. Manhattan these days, but, hmm. but yeah, I'll buy a ticket. Yeah. All right. I guess the, much like, you know, uh, the Watchmen itself or, uh, what's the Twilight? We're obviously not going to get the rights to these characters, so we should we should just <laughs> extrapolate and make it, you know, like oh, it's a mm. it's a weird blue alien and a glowing green guy. Look at that, right, you know? right. And it's it, kind of the spirit of of the thing. I mean, they, they were couldn't use the certain characters, so yeah, you know, exactly. Moore had to create versions of those characters. Yeah, so. no, this is an evening with the Gobo and the nucle- Nuclear <laughs> King, obviously. <laughs> nothing to do with your characters yeah. Disney and Warner Brothers yeah yeah mm. I, I wonder now, now that I'm just thinking about Dr. Manhattan's powers versus the force is there any like w- would one cancel the other out do they would they work in harmony with each other are they completely opposite things I don't know I guess it it depends on like if you are if the theory of midichlorians is ac- accurate and real, if it can be, if it's scientific truth in Star Wars, and if John can, if his knowledge of 
the workings of the universe extend deep enough into it, then I feel like he would be, he would be, well, no, victorious isn't the word, but he would be able to kind of disassemble it and work in that language. Yeah. Um, but those are, those are two, those aren't necessarily givens. Yeah. Sorry, I hate to bring up midichlorians, especially. No, no. Especially <laughs> on other people's shows. You of all That's people. <laughs> Guess what we did today on Watchmen Minute. We talked about midichlorians. <laughs> what? It's a curse. Yeah. Um, so let's, after that, she, uh, the other thing that she says that makes me think of something else is she <laughs> says, show me, do that thing you do. Yeah. And uh, I want there to be a blooper reel where she says that and then someone on set or on, you know, just breaks out into, into singing. <laughs> now, could you play, could you, I, I guess, assemble like trim the next several minutes, maybe like 20 minutes of the movie or so into a musical montage that plays behind mm. the, the, the that thing you do song. Hmm. I think it could be done. And then you end up on like, I don't know, Antarctica? I don't know. We have to see like how, <laughs> how, how much fast forward is going on here. <laughs> right. Edit together a bunch of stuff, including the flashback, obviously. Mm. Viewer, listener project. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I... I... We don't have time for that. Certainly not. Um, this time into the flashback, I like that she's making this this, this decision to take the look. Um, whereas, like I said in the past, it was something that he just reaches over and mm. kind of does to her, mm. um, and then gives her shit for her mind going to dark places. <laughs> um, but yeah, here I, I I am glad that it's something she says. You know, okay. I want you to do this. And then it makes me wonder like, what is, I don't know what the intention here is. Are we, we see these flashbacks and it's the same thing. Visually it's the same stuff we've seen before, but is it supposed to put us in, I don't know if it's supposed to put us in perspective or in, into Dr. Manhattan's perspective. Like it, it's only just occurred to me that he's trying to explain. I don't know. I, I feel like what he's trying to do, say to her is getting overshadowed by the need for the filmmakers to hammer into the audience's head that all the stuff we saw earlier in the movie and a few times is really important to a thing that isn't really related to i guess what what is going on in the rest of the world like yeah well you mean with his, like is that why why is he showing her this stuff from her history <laughs> kind of yeah I, I don't know like what does it have to do with saving humanity well nothing i mean as much to do as yeah. anything else i guess right i mean i get how they get there because he has a realization about the the nature of her past so mm-hmm. you know i get that it all works out um i don't know i think i i kind of wish that we would have seen either different flashbacks or I think because we've seen these a few times, I feel like maybe they should have been minor tweaks each time we saw them so that it kind of builds up until we f- the pieces finally fall into place this last time around sort of thing. Um, maybe reveal new information each time or, or we spend longer in each flashback a little bit so that there's more information revealed each time. But to, to show just the same things each time, I, it feels i don't know i think it's just wearing a little thin for me 
you know, how much of this was when you when you say that this stuff was in here before how much of this was repeated um i mean we've seen all of these scenes before in in longer sequences right. so the stuff with uh, the older version of uh sally when she's kind of mm-hmm. uh, caressing the photo that wasn't part of a, a, f- a few minute sequence um well, this and i have i have some of the minutes oh okay yeah so so and and, and more in the order so I, and, and for for the very first one the man with the gun pointed at the camera yeah i don't really know where that's from though i think that was in but... the fight in the alley maybe hmm. huh. i think there's a one of the not tops uh points a gun at lori so I, okay. I assume that's where that comes from okay but then, uh, so then the lighter burning the map is minute 48 and actually even kind of repeated once before in 83. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure. Um, but then like night owls, night owl twos, you know, Dan's costume. I, I didn't, I didn't pinpoint that one though either, yeah. but, um, our, our script thing said the, the Mars clock and it's, it's, it's like, it's being blown up, destroyed. So that's sure. really almost like from a nuclear blast, but that, Hmm. Spoiler doesn't even that, that doesn't happen. That's for darn sure. <laughs> but nonetheless, so the rest, uh, the photo of Sally and Lori with Sally blowing candles on the cake. Oh you know, yeah, is very reminiscent for me. <laughs> uh, minute one thirty four. Yeah. Then uh, Sally sitting in her chair. That's a little more lugubrious because that she's sitting in her chair a ton <laughs> in various scenes. <laughs> so exactly where that happens is, uh... and then we actually get the map burning again. Even. Um, oh yeah. Then Sally and uh, Lawrence Sheck Snyder, and that's arguing, and that's that, that goes into a longer thing that we'll right. we can talk more about. Yeah, so that's. Well, I'm glad you said it. You you said you just said Sheck Snyder, right? Yeah. yeah I'm, okay, uh-huh. I'm glad because I. Do they say his name in this? No. Because no. okay. yeah. I saw he was. I don't even think. I I don't even think they say his first name. Yeah. At all. But yeah, I, I saw him just kind of credited, as like like Sally's husband or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's such a weird name. Shexnader. Yeah. That I, I feel like it needs to be, I, I, <laughs> I like Googled it and it's like, what there's like a Wikipedia disambiguation page for it. And it's like three different people from history huh. that are none of them. None of them are, are noteworthy at all. So I, I don't know. I was like, Oh, maybe he like Alan Moore named this guy after some weird, you know, like, uh, you know, Renaissance uh, artist or something. And it was just like, yeah, just some, there was like a, a, some vague, you know, unimportant nobleman from the 1300s. So I was like, okay, well, who cares? Maybe it was one of his friends. Maybe yeah. somebody got uh, tuckerized. Some kid that he grew up with that yeah. used to steal his lunch money. Yeah, Nigel Shexnader. <laughs> um, well, to stick to stick with that scene, um, my notes further on that scene though um, is the, the odd physical acting, and it's like it's from the you know, it's it's like you're watching a, a TV show from the fifties or early sixties, right? You know, and I'm just ready for a bang zoom to the moon. You know, <laughs> oh, but the argument the between them, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it seems like between the argument and the, just the way they're moving their arms around, period so, appropriate. Yeah. And then additionally, there the, the the fact that it looks like they have separate beds. The fact <laughs> I always thought that too. Bedroom, yeah. yeah. So I even went to, uh, googled it, but it went to us. Uh, I believe uh, Snopes mm-hmm. was the high at the top of the list when googling something about separate separate beds on TV. Huh. Oh yeah. 
and uh it's uh the very first time that happened where where it's not separate beds though because it's generally thought to be an old thing but that 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 they that was just a, a standard that was you know deemed necessary since the invention of tv and what have you yeah but no it actually was an early show that had a married couple with the same bed really hmm. now now i have to assume that it didn't show them actually sleeping ever in it though. sure i have heard that part where oh, right. oh, i don't think it was discussed in this article either on the yeah. snopes but it's uh, like like as long as they're never yeah, shown like in the, the bed their, their, their it's foot, fine foot has to be one, one, one of their feet have to be on the floor <laughs> i've heard that kind of thing but it's it's called mary Kay and johnny hmm. from 1947 that premiered in 47 interesting and then immediately, the, everybody involved got arrested and, because it was yeah, right. so <laughs> lewd and lascivious that they Indecency, were never yeah. heard from again. And, it, and, and the crazy thing is, similar, though, to uh, the, the big popular one there in the 50s is I Love Lucy that had separate beds. Right. And, and they were a real-life couple, and so was so were these the actors portraying this Mary Kay and Johnny hmm. show, real-life couple. With them arguing yeah. in the bedroom, and it is one bed... It, I, it occurs to me, is that Lori's bedroom somehow? Like, because there's also like that little, yeah, that like piece kind of, of art on the wall. It looks like a little ballerina. I don't know, but it's not. Oh, there's two of them. It's not she old. moves. There's like two ballerinas on the wall, mm. and it does look like more like a little girl's room than a. Yeah, I mean, it's not like overwhelmingly inviting for a little kid. I mean, it's still pretty, pretty boring looking room. Um, in terms of you know it being for a kid, but I think the ballerina thing makes me think maybe they're for some reason yeah, arguing in, in Lori's bedroom. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Which is a bad parenting choice. Yeah. Right. yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> to, to get upset about her seeing them later on. I think we see. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh other than it. So is this POV? Cause we're like coming up the stairs. Is that what, or coming down walking. the hall? down the hallway yeah. yeah and that's not that they save i think um we'll get more of that next week or i'm not not certain when we yeah i think it'll be next week that we'll get a little payoff for the the hallway stuff right well well the next uh cut is to um what we saw in minute 39 where she's saying where she's touching the picture and she's saying even the grimy parts mm, yeah right and then the final one, uh, uh, where it's Eddie, Lori, and then Sally coming into the into the scene to break it up. Yeah. Um, uh, outside after after the uh, crime busters meet crime busters meeting. Yeah, the first meeting. Outside, right? First and or Watchmen meeting. <laughs> um, and that's from minute eighty four. Huh. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what I know her from. Carla, what is it? Gugino. 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 Yeah. I I don't I don't know. <laughs> I, it's a name that I know, and I yeah. obviously I saw her in this, but I don't remember. Uh, I looked her up. I was like, oh, she was. I saw Sin City. She was in that. Yep. But I don't remember her in that, and I don't really remember Sin City that well. And uh, she was Marv's uh, psychiatrist or doctor or something. I think she had a brief scene with uh, Mickey Rourke's Marv character. Okay. And then uh, I think the only other thing that I saw that she was in was Spy Kids 3D, but I don't really remember <laughs> that, that too well either. I think for a while she was like a go-to person for both Zack Snyder and Robert Rodriguez, maybe. Um, I think they both kind of right. uh, worked with her a bit. 
Well, I forget if it's like Man of Steel or Batman v Superman, where she's the voice of one of the Kryptonian robots. Yeah, yeah. That interact with whether it's whether it's uh, Jor El or if it's Luther. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. She's she's one of those people that she's been around for you know since the nineties. You know, I always mention that she was Michael J. Fox's girlfriend in Spin City. Yeah, hmm. yeah nothing that yeah, I she, nothing notable. Even if I mm. stuff that even if I saw it, I'm like, uh, okay, I think I remember. Right, that. I think I think we're generally pretty uh, pretty positive on Carla Gugino as as Sally yeah. throughout the movie. I think the I think the makeup on old Sally I think kind of is kind of lacking. I think the the old age makeup isn't doing that great of a job, but the performance wise, I think she's killing it throughout the movie. Yeah, and it's tough to you know doing different. Uh, uh, iterations, mm. different kind of yeah. uh, um, periods, I guess. Sure. Um, that's yeah. not always easy. Easy to sometimes to kind of fall into caricature. Mm, like, yeah. Oh, I'm old. You know. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, overall, like I, she's. That's I guess that's where I'm going. That's the that's the next, like the uh, the next time. Hope maybe hopefully not the next time, but one of these <laughs> times I'm going to read through it. I'm going to be like, oh yeah, Sally and Hollis. These guys, Here's man, they know where it's at. That's, I, I right, totally get right. this story. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the Sally phase of your right. Mm. Oh boy, looking forward to that. I guess. <laughs> be, hopefully nobody beats me up with a uh, outside of my outside of my work. Yeah. What was that? Was that with a statue or was that a wrench? Or I don't know. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it was his uh, his, his night owl ingratitude yeah. statue. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully that's not it. Although that'd be ironic <laughs> if that's the end of it. You know, I'm like, oh, now I get it. Like I'm in the midst of that read through, and I'm like, totally, I get it now. And somebody whacks me. Well, I guess they would whack me over the head with a copy of Watchmen. That would be the that would be the full circle thing. You know, like da 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 da. But I certainly hope not. Yeah, we have a ways yet. Um, let's see. I I don't have anything else on uh, the content here. Uh, did we say? Uh, I wanted to note the lack of smoking. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> there's a lot of it going on in the book, and then here they, yeah. they kind of, uh-huh. and sometimes it's used. You know, it's it's become such shorthand for some things in in movie and comics and you know TV mm. and uh, so I'm. I don't know if it's, you know, they're trying to work within certain restrictions to, to you know, there's there are laws about that kind of thing now. What, you know, right. what movies get what based on smoking scenes. But uh, mm. I'm also, I'm kind of glad that they were able to convey a lot of things without having, without having it be smoking. Um, they get, Comedian definitely gets a pass with the, he's always got, almost always has, has a cigar. Right. But yeah, I'm glad that they didn't do... Her weird like pipe. Thing. Yeah, her with the, the constant cigarette thing. Yeah, because it's you know, it's a it's a cliche that we're not to. I don't want to sound like a total square guy, but it's a <laughs> it, it's good to see people doing new things to work around those cliches, especially if they're adapting material that use them. You know that because you could say so much just with like you know one character lighting a cigarette. Like in a in a in a film, so to kind of find new ways to portray those emotions without just leaning on those, it's good stuff. Yeah. Um. All right. I think I'll uh, I'm gonna jump into the script to from script to screen little segment here at the end of the week. 
Um, the, the start of the week, we had uh, we kind of started out in Antarctica as uh, Vite was being toasted or, or kind of saluted by his scientists. Um, so that's where we start in uh, the script. It's it might be might be better. Um, it certainly seems to follow the book a little bit more. Um, so we have uh, Adrian stands at the entrance of the biodome. Uh, amidst the exotic foliage where a group of scientists and engineers are gathered they all hold champagne flutes adrian raises his glass for a toast when the head scientist interrupts uh, mr Vite, may i and he says by all means the scientist says i would just like to say that when i was first offered this position i was hesitant a multi-year commitment to work in antarctica but the opportunity to experiment with Dr. Manhattan's atomic fusion energy was too great for me to pass up, too great for any of us to pass up. And now that our work is finished and we finally get to go home, I can say that it was all worth it. Uh, Mr. Vite, you are a genius and the world would be a better place because of you. And so Adrian responds, I certainly hope so. And that's kind of then kind of goes, becomes the same thing. The, uh, the group, you know, drinks their, their champagne, but then we kind of get the visuals of, you know, them starting to collapse and choke. Um, Adrian says he regards them all writhing on the floor and leaves. So it kind of, there's something similar to the book. I know it, it, that similar scene takes place in like a, a biodome full of these exotic flowers that kind of when he's disposing of the scientists, he just opens the, the biodome up and lets the snow kind of kind of overtake it so then we cut to the the rorschach you know his voiceover cuts in um and this starts with uh rorschach's journal final entry question mark um dryberg is convinced that vite is behind everything apparently the owl ship is capable of the trip to antarctica but are we rorschach continues i have done my best to make this legible whether I'm alive or dead upon this reading, know that whatever the nature of this conspiracy, Adrian Veidt is responsible. Uh, drops off the book, and then it, the voiceover continues with, I appreciate your recent support and hope the world uh, survives long enough for this to reach you for my own part. I regret nothing. I've lived my life free of compromise. Step out now into the shadow without complaint. And it wraps up with Rorschach, October 21st. So that mm. is wildly different than, I mean, not wildly, but, you know, quite a bit different than November 1st. So why? I wonder why. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. For some reason in the book, I think they are in the uh, original script. They They were playing with the timeline a little bit and condensing things. And I don't know. Cutting to the Mars stuff. Dialogue-wise, it's about the same. Um, when he says that he'll return to Earth at some point, the streets are filled with death, she responds, you know, you mean there's going to be a war? An actual nuclear war? Uh, he says, I can't be sure. I'm still experiencing some static interference, preventing any clear vision of what lies ahead. Then he talks about tachyon particles again and they're a rare occurrence the detonation of nuclear warheads could conceivably be the cause she says you're right john what is what does human life matter next to a neutrino 
I'm not going to debate you. Um, clearly, you clearly don't see anything terribly miraculous about life. I guess quantum physics doesn't allow for miracles. He says no thermodynamic miracles are. And then she interrupts him to tell him to land. And that kind of takes him back into basically the same stuff we had here. So that stuff kind of uh, remained. Yeah, um, I'm going to say that's... The rest of it's about the same. We get flashbacks, and um, here it does use the bottle, like the bottle of uh, whatever the perfume is, the nostalgia Nostalgia. perfume. Yeah, Yeah, so looks like that's that stays or that remains. But um, I'll I'll end it there because that's about that's going to take us into next week's minutes. Nothing crazy different. Um, I like the the bit with the uh, the scientists. I think a little bit better. In uh, in that version where, and that's the when is that two thousand six draft? Okay, so interesting. All right, yeah. Is there a? Do you know if there's a? I feel like in like the nineties there was a, <laughs> a, a. I don't know if there was even a draft, but there were people attached to it that was all like, like what's his name? Yeah, it was uh, not John Ham, but the guy who wrote the Sam Ham. There you go. Yep. Yeah, it starts off with like the so terrorists trying to take down the uh or some something some sort of terrorist plot at the Statue of Liberty and the SWAT team's there and then like suddenly the watchmen show up and one of the guys is like holy shit it's the fucking watchmen and <laughs> that's how it would have started out so i don't know yeah maybe not that <laughs> yeah <laughs> if i want to say uh thanks to uh Connor Colson who was our guest for the the start of the week and of course, thanks to uh, Mister the Retailer for hey, that's me finishing up the week with us. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, I uh, I do. I love this story, and I do love the. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I like I like talking about it. There's a lot to di- there's a lot to discuss with this. It's one of those things where there's a bunch of uh, real world and a, and there's source material and there's uh, no, there's rich stuff to mine. I guess here. I think we agree with that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I hope so. 150 minutes in, I hope you're, <laughs> I hope you're not like, oh, God, there's nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, listeners, if you wouldn't mind going over to iTunes, throwing a rating our way, we would certainly appreciate that. Um, you can go to our Public site, uh, get yourself some Watchmen Minute merchandise. And, and should we uh, give a thank you to uh, Alex and Pete? Who? For starting this all? <laughs> with uh, Star Wars Minute? Of course. That's certainly where I came in. Came in with yeah, the yeah. Whole, whole genre. Yeah, and uh, in a roundabout way, I mean, I mean, not even roundabout, brought this show together because, yeah, Eric and I met at Movies My Minutes last year, so. Right. Kind of celebrating the whole uh, format. Celebrating the format. So, yeah. That's going to be a new. Oh, no, say that in Latin and get that. That'll be the motto, the little <laughs> ribbon of the movies nice. by minutes crest. Yeah. yeah. And, of so. course, there's also uh, uh, the moviesbyminutes.com website where you can see all all the currently, yeah. at this time of recording, 112 episode, or, uh, shows. Yeah. Yeah, anything that's active or complete gets to stay up there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Amazing how far... How the the <laughs> breadth of the of the community of the of the format yeah. is is consistently amazing. I'm I'm 
super impressed with everybody. Good job, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So thanks again, Pete, uh, for joining us and just for doing all that you do. And, you know, glad we were able to get you on the show. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Need to see about getting Alex on the show. Got to. <laughs> we, we do have some Nixon minutes yeah. coming up. So trying to tempt him with those. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, you might fall for Nixon. Yeah. All right. I think we'll uh, wrap it up here um, and be back next week, I think. Yep. Uh, next week uh, for Minute 151. We'll see you then. Thanks so much, Pete. And until next time, who watches The Watchmen? We do. Star Wars Minute. What? <laughs> Watchmen Minute. Minute. Watchmen are over. Yeah.